This is womensleadershipsuccess.com radio, episode number 78. Do you have career concerns or questions that block your opportunities or income? For instance, what if you are bored in your existing job? Or not sure if you need more education? Or maybe lack a mentor or feel stuck in a large corporate environment? Or even you might be wondering, how do you manage your career, and your partner or spouses, and keep a balance at the same time. You know you're capable of doing more, right? Well, you're not alone. Join me today where I address your top career development questions from listeners just like you. This periodic segment called Sabrina's Secrets is dedicated to answering your questions and will help you to advance your career, improve communications, and be a better leader. Welcome to Women's Leadership Podcast, showing you how to influence people, improve your performance, and advance your career. Brought to you by women's leadership and career expert Sabrina Brom and womensleadershipsuccess.com. Here's your chance to meet women trendsetters leading the way to success, accomplishment, and balance in business and life. No matter if you're a manager, CEO, or entrepreneur, join Sabrina for coaching and no-nonsense advice to improve your career and bottom line. Hey, welcome to Women's Leadership Success Radio Podcast. My name is Tim Warren. I am the executive producer of the show, and I'm also Sabrina's husband. Today, we're going to interview Sabrina Brom on the important topic of career development. Welcome, Sabrina. Thank you. I'm pleased to be here. You know, it's kind of fun to see the questions that you've gotten over the years from your listeners from all around the world and on a lot of different topics. Um, but one of the, the, the top categories that you've gotten consistently is on career development. So we decided it was a really good idea for, for me to interview you and uh, because you're such an expert on it. Uh, tell us a little bit, Sabrina, about your experience on career development specifically for women. Well, I've been... Uh doing executive coaching and consulting for the past over 25 years uh, with a specialty in career development and advancement. In the last year, I've had um, four different people move up to vice president positions. I'm coaching three other CEOs, and a woman I was coaching went from vice president to president of a company. And I have also helped people at all different levels, including a woman I talked to today. So I, it's something I feel a lot of passion about. I really feel like um, there's so much that each woman can do to improve her career possibilities and just her enjoyment of her career. And it seemed like we were getting a lot of questions that weren't being addressed by the um, interviews I have on the radio show, so I wanted to take an opportunity to ask, answer and answer some of these questions. Fantastic. Well, I know that the listeners are going to get a lot of uh, value from the, uh, the questions and your sage wisdom, so let's jump right into it. So this question comes from uh, one of the listeners, and it is, how do I stay motivated and excited about a job I find somewhat boring? Um, that is a really good question, and I'm sure there's a lot of people in the audience that want to know how to be motivated or what to do when a job is boring. And the first kind of obvious question is, is there another job you could take? Is there something that you would find more interesting that you could do? 
And I'm going to assume that the answer to that is not right now for some reason. Um, but if, if there is a possibility of a job you would like better, um, you might consider just making that change. But if you have to stay in the job, um, there's a lot of things you can do to make it more interesting. Twenty-five years ago, a psychologist wrote a book called The Psychology of Flow. His name was Chicksent Mahali. And he found that people that were happy could find a way to take the most boring activity and make it enjoyable. And one of the things they did was they kept finding different ways to think about what they were doing so that they increased their enjoyment of it. Um, even if they were, if there were widgets going across a conveyor belt, they would decide, okay, they were going to count so many or they were going to notice something about it. So the more you can keep looking at the job in different ways, that can in- increase your enjoyment. Um, so you basically looking for what's a way to become more curious about what you're doing. Is there any opportunities to improve um, what's going on or what's happening there? Um, so all of those things help. Also making a shift in what you're doing. If you can possibly get up once an hour and get a drink of water or go to the restroom, um, if you have multiple things that you do, if you can switch those jobs so you're not doing the same thing all the time, that helps too. Um, and uh, the other thing I want to say is assuming that this boring job is a stepping stone to a job that you really want to do, um, finding out how you can make the most of that can be really good. Uh, on the past interviews, we have an interview by Melanie Hobson, who is president and CEO of the Aerial Fund, and she's chairman of Lucas Films and is also married to George Lucas, and she started at the Aerial Fund as an intern, and she took all the jobs in the company that nobody else wanted and got really good at those jobs and had a really good attitude, and that was part of the way that she moved up in the company. So what else, Tim? Fantastic. Well, it uh, it, you make a really good point that it's hard to have your people that you're working with See that you're eligible and excited about moving up in the in the career. If you're seeing, if you see, if you're acting boring or you're you're not participating, so your your points your points are really good ones. Uh, you know, just be excited and and uh, move ahead and do what you can. So on that kind of a on a, a continue on the, the this topic. Um, here's here's another question that's along these lines. So. How do you know when you need to move on to advance your career or when you should be patient and grow where you are? Well, with that question, we could say there's there's a hard way and there's the easy way. Um, one thing One thing you really want to do is figure out what it is you want to do in the long term. Um, if you're not sure, you want to find out, and there's, we will be talking about that more in other shows in different ways. But assuming that you know your long-term goal, um, it's very, very helpful to do shortcuts with that, and that is to have some people you can ask about that. So if you have, 
if your boss is somebody you can talk to, if there's somebody at the company, um, a woman or man that that is really um, somebody you're comfortable with, that you feel good about sharing your your long-term goals with, and asking them, is is this something I should learn more about, or is there something else I should be doing that would help my career? Um, Do you have any stories or examples of, of uh, I know you've coached so many people over the years, do you have any stories of someone who were kind of facing that same uh, decision, whether to stay or to go? Um, well, I, I think about, I had a woman who had been a supervisor in a company for 10 years, and she had not been promoted in all that time, even though she'd, she'd gotten the highest ranking that you can possibly get in that company. And she hadn't, she'd become very discouraged because she hadn't been promoted. But the interesting thing when we started talking was that she had never told anybody she wanted to get promoted. She had made the assumption that because she did such great work that, of course, they would tap her on the shoulder and promote her. When I suggested that she go talk to her boss about it, um she she did and the boss wasn't that encouraging that that was her her direct supervisor and so we had her start taking other people in the company that, that were at the same position she wanted to move into and basically interviewing them and asking them so tell me could you tell me about your job and what did you do to get it and i would really like to move in this position and um what do you think I need to do to do that? She got lots of good ideas. Um, she applied for another job within the company that was a higher position, did not get that, but again got a lot of really good feedback on how well she came across and how impressed they w were with her. And then in about three months she actually was promoted and is now doing this new job. So I think it's really important to um, ask for what you want and to get other people's advice on whether you should stay in your current position or if you should move into another position. Another really important thing is, do you know how well you're doing in all the different aspects of the job you have? And if you don't have a, a measuring scale, I suggest you do a 1 to 10, with 10 being the best job possible, 1 being not very good at all. Measure yourself. Have your boss, have coworkers, have people that work for you measure you. Um, and then think about the job that you would like to have next and which one of those, of all the different aspects of that job, which ones are you already doing and which ones can you start doing even though you're not in that position yet, that will really, really help you get promoted. It's, it's brilliant. I love the, I love the simplicity of it. Uh, just just um, let people know that that you're looking to advance yourself. And I, and I love the idea of of inter, not only interviewing other people to find out the skill sets, but it's actually en enrolling them in that quest of letting them know that you would like to uh, expand your contributions in your career in the company. That's that's brilliant. Yeah, and it, uh, thank you. And it really, it really is enrolling people. And um, so many times, I find that 
especially women have a problem with they don't want to toot their own horn, they feel like they're not supposed to say anything, but it's not being arrogant or being a, you know, a jerk to ask for what you want and to let people know what you've been doing and what do they think of that and what else do they think you should do. They're busy, they're doing things. How are they supposed to know that you you're really interested in moving up? So let them help you get them enrolled, absolutely. Indeed, and I think that uh, most people who are doing a good job when, when their supervisor knows, they'll be enrolled uh, too. So let me jump into the, the next question here. Um, this one this comes from a woman who's in the management construction field. And the question is, I make a good wage as an admin, but I am pigeonholed. I would like to work my way up in this steady nine to five. While I do not have a degree, I am wondering if at age 44, is it worth going to college? That's that's a really interesting question, and I'm, I want to address it generally, but I want to start with construction. The first thing I would want to know is, are you thinking that the degree would help you in the construction industry? And what I don't know is, is that true? Are there a lot of people in your industry that have degrees? And if so, what are those degrees in? I really, if if it's true that a degree would be helpful, age is not really a factor no matter what age you are. I remember somebody saying, um, to, the, the story was told that they said, hey, I'm 50 years old and I want to get a degree, but... It's going to take me all the way till I'm 60 before I get a degree since I have to work full-time. What do you think? And the person responded, well, you're going to be 60 anyway, so you might as well go for the degree. So it really doesn't matter what age you are. And also, a lot of times when you start taking the classes and your employer knows that you're taking classes and that you would like to move into another job and that you would like to get more responsibilities, a lot of times you will actually have that happen before you you have the degree. I'm working with somebody right now who's in an accounting department and wants to be a certified public account accountant just so they have that credibility in their company. And they've been taking the classes and they've been taking the exams, but what has happened is they can go ahead and get this, but they don't even really need it at this point because their enthusiasm, they're taking the classes, they're bringing back the information they've gotten from the classes to their company has already gotten them promoted and in a very good position. Fantastic. What, what about, I think you should share your, that uh, when did you uh, start your advanced training in college? I think that that speaks to this question. Okay. Um, I I uh, started college when my my youngest child started kindergarten, and I would put her on the school bus to go to kindergarten, and I would go over to uh, the community college and take nine units of classes. And I went all the way through the community college, the four-year college, and then on to uh, Chapman University in Orange for my master's degree, and I never took more than nine units at a time because I had small children. And so now I have a master's degree. I had uh, 
3.8 grade point average. And um, uh, I got a degree. So if I can do it, you can do it. Um, it's not too late to start. And it, it doesn't matter if you just are doing one class at a time. Just start doing it. Fantastic. Well, and I think the question you asked right at the, at the get-go is, would, would that degree specifically help you professionally in that particular job? Um, and uh, I think that's a core question. Um, and in many ways, it certainly would. Uh, let's let's jump into the next question. Uh, this this one comes from someone in a public sector. They're working in a state agency, and the question is, what are some effective ways to career advancement? without mentorship in a state agency. Okay. And so the f- the first thing I'm wondering is is why you why you're not able to get a mentor or um a sponsor what what makes that difficult? If you're in a really oppressive department um in a state agency there may be possibilities of moving to something else to a, a different department. So I would check that out first and see if that's a possibility. Also, look for people that are in the state agency that you admire. It doesn't matter what level they are or even if they're doing something else in the agency. If it's somebody you admire that you really think is uh, a role model for you, ask if you can have a few minutes to interview them and ask them some questions. And one of the things that's really powerful to do is ask a few questions, tell them thank you, thank you so much and for mentoring me and could I ask you um, a question another time if I have one. See, sometimes people think a mentor has to be a really, you know, like a locked in special thing where you meet every hour, you know, meet an hour every week or something, but it doesn't really. It could just be once in a while and it's a really good way to do that. The other thing that you can do is attend conferences. This is a very powerful thing to do. Attend a conference in an area that you want to become an expert in, that you want to become more knowledgeable about the information. It could be one that your agency will pay for, or you might pay for one yourself. And attending conferences is really good. It's a good way to network and meet meet people, and it's a good way to get information fairly quickly as opposed to taking a college class. Um, Reading biographies of people you admire and seeing what they did and imagining what you would do if you were that person. How How would you approach your job? What would you do differently than you're doing now? The, um, one of the things about a, a state agency and, and a private company too is is that it is the concept of building the the your skill sets in 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 various departments and you may be really good at one department you've got certain skill sets but they're fully transferable over to the other side and and I've I've certainly seen you do this in in private and in, in public um, sectors where you're helping them expand their capabilities and and that network within the company and and that that was definitely contributed to their career advancement and and the value they were bringing whether it's a private or public agency so um 
I think that that is good. Can you can you just briefly explain to people? Can I? I just want to make another comment before I go into the next thing, and that is that what I know about the people that are listening to this is they're really, really, really into their personal growth and their continuing education, and that is what's the, the one of the most important things to help you to become an expert and to keep developing and growing your career. And our show is dedicated to your getting promoted, to your being the best that you can be in whatever you're doing. And every single show that is on womensleadershipsuccess.com has some kernel of information, some little jewel in it that will help you to be a better person in some way in your life or your career. So if you haven't listened to all the shows that are on the site, and I think there's about, there's you know, in the 70s now, go back and listen to some of them because there's a lot of good advice there. And, I'm sorry. So, what were you going to ask me, Tim? No, it's okay. What you said was so good. I'm going to I'm going to, I'm going to spin off of that. Um, along that same line, since I've been uh, engaged with this since concept, um, and that that great advice you just gave as far as going back and listening to other shows, folks. On the um, not only if you're listening on iTunes, you can you can you can search there. But if you go to womensleadershipsuccess.com, and in the upper right hand corner, there's a little thing that looks like a magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. Um, you can search it's a, and it, uh, any keyword you want and put it in there, and it will bring up um, uh, blog content. It will bring up podcasts. It will bring up transcriptions. It will bring up other articles all about that topic. So if you had a topic, whether it was on um, whatever the topic is in, in leadership, communication, career development, um, and, and uh, you're probably going to find it on Women's Leadership Success. So that that was I just wanted to build on what the, the great advice you just gave. Mm-hmm. And also, if you don't see something there, um, tell us what subject you'd like us to interview someone on. If you know somebody great to be interviewed, um, man or woman, it the, it doesn't really matter if they're a, a really, really great leader or expert in their field that c- could help people with their careers. Let Let me know about that. We would love to interview them. Let's and on that note, let's jump into a couple more questions here. Um, we um, we've got a couple more on this topic. Um, this one is certainly one that you and I have uh, uh, dealt with. It has to do with um, managing dual careers among partners and spouses. So here's the question. Okay, well, so you can help me with this one, right? Yeah. Um, wait, wait, wait. Let me ask the question first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the question is, how do we manage dual career situations where, where both partners and spouses work full time and and but yet want interesting, rewarding careers? Uh, yeah, it's a, you, you, one. It would be nice if you had the person so you know what exactly they wanted to know. Um, so why don't we both share some things that we think about this? Um, the one thing that I think is really important is to have some time every day where you you have a conversation, where you have some type of dialogue. 
Mm-hmm. Well, where, where you know, and this can be hard if you have children. It can be really difficult. Um, but whether you have children or you don't have children, it's really important to have some time where you're just having a conversation every day. Um, it sounds like a no-brainer, but I talk to so many people that don't do that. It's absolutely amazing. Well, one of the things that we've done for, oh, gosh, I don't know, was it 17 years now we're thinking, is that we um, we read together every morning. And usually I'm the one that's reading and you're listening, and we've read a ton of books uh, on all kinds of personal growth and spiritual and this and that. And, and um, it's, it's, the, it's, it's a habit. And we, what we know is that because we're both self-employed, and we we um, uh, we usually let each other know the night before what time our first client is, uh, and a lot of the stuff we do is on the phone, and that's and just setting that up. And so what we know is that we, that making so if you say, hey, my first my first uh, coaching call is at 7 a.m., uh, we're going to be up at six, and we're going to be know that we're going to be doing our lesson, and, and uh, by no later than 6:30. Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. that, that 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 so that speaks to the structure you're talking about, the regularity, and you know ultimately we end up um, uh, uh, when we're done with that. If there's some kind of housekeeping on, on hey, um, I've got to be here, or I've got this client, or I've got this, so it's it's that kind of that not only the, our relationship check-in, but it's also our che- giving the overview of what's important for us that day in our businesses. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we're both self-employed, and we work out of the house a lot. Um, a lot of both of our work is on the phone, although um, part-time Tim's office is Starbucks. So, you know, there's, there's, this is if you're self-employed and you're working out of the same house, some of the things. But I, the other thing we do with the reading every morning is we share three things we each feel grateful for. Mm-hmm. And we share um, two or three things of what what we want our day to be like. It might be how we want a meeting to go. It might be um, the kind of attitude we want to have for the day. Um, and that I find that very very helpful. And for me, over the years, the gratitudes have really changed. When we started, it seemed like it was. Well, you know, it's like the rote, there's like 10 things you're grateful for. And over the years, it has just so expanded. Uh, just, I'm amazed at how much more I notice that I appreciate my life. And um, I'm, I'm, th- I'm, th- I'm thinking that there's people out there listening to this and they're going, oh, gosh, I, I don't know if I could find the time to do that or I, I can't get into that habit. Well, let me tell you, folks, you can. It's pretty easy. And you actually, this you can do this whole reading and, and or whatever it is, or, or the check-in with each other and, and maybe some gratitude. Fifteen minutes, really. It, it's it's that simple. Um, and and it, and it could be it could be fifteen minutes after the kids go to bed. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't really matter what time it is. We just choose to do it at that time for us. So I think the regularity is is uh, super key. And uh, you know we're 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 constantly working on it. But I tell you, we've We've read dozens of books over the years, and it's uh, um, we we have we work a lot together, and we and we have a, a, a great relationship, and it just keeps getting better. So, thanks, so, Tim. So there. So we have- <laughs> I, I, I want to make one other comment on that um, because 
let's assume that one of you gets home later than the other or maybe they're on a trip or there's some reason that you can't, it doesn't work out daily. Um, what a lot of people do is they schedule um, a date night once a week uh, so that they have some time that's not just, you know, we're all working, but some play time where you can have a conversation. So they do that and... Or they or they spend if it's not every night three nights a week where they're just catching up with each other and sharing some of the um, the, the main highlights of what each of them has done at work so that so that your partner becomes part of that of what's going on with you and it's and that helps your relationship and you also have that support from each other as you. Um, as you do your work. Indeed. We often joke that um, uh, we've, we're, we're cloning each other's skills. So uh, over the years, just by sharing and brainstorming and getting a second opinion, um, I have become a, a, a master executive coach, and Sabrina has become a, a master tourism marketer. So <laughs> there. That's, what, that's, a, that's what can happen. And you can have fun and have a great relationship. Sabrina, I've got another question. And sure. And we'll... we'll um, We've got some uh, closing um, uh, uh, suggestions for your listeners and some uh, great stuff that we could use your help on. Okay. So this last question is, also on career development, Mm -hmm. it says, how would you sum up the advice on career development? Um, Well, from this, what we've been talking about, I think it's, it's really important to have a commitment to your long-term, your, just your continuous growth. Um, and just that commitment is going to just open up all kinds of possibilities for you. Um, attend conferences that you can and look for good role models at conferences or at work or among your friends and ask them how they did what they did and see what you can apply from what they did to your own career and your own life, um, and get get clear on what your long term goals are, and keep working on those. And it really it doesn't matter if you're 20 years old or 50, or even 70 years or 80 years old. If you want to keep learning and developing your career, there really is no limit. There may be in the company you work at, but trust me. So many people are continuing to learn and develop, and you can do it too, and we're going to help you with that. And you have certainly done that over the years. I've been super proud of of what you've accomplished and the people you've coached and and interviewed and and helped. And and uh, thank you. We need your help, folks. Um, this is this is where you can you can help Sabrina, and you can help us help more people just like you uh, be better leaders enhance your career, enhance your communication. Um, and what we would appreciate, if you have a question, uh, whether it's on career development or anything having, uh, that you think that uh, would be helpful to you or the listeners, is that go to womensleadershipsuccess.com, and below any of the podcast uh, show notes, there's a place that's uh, for comments you can submit in there, or at the top of the page there's a survey. Um, and you can submit the survey, and, and, and you have an opportunity for open-ended questions there. It will help us. Uh, Sabrina mentioned uh, 
determine who our guests should be and what should be the, the focus of the show. Uh, we've got a lot, a lot of really good questions, and, and that's really how we decided to do this interview today, and I think this will be uh, one of many that we'll do over time uh, where we can tap into Sabrina's expertise and really laser in on some of your core categories. Um, and as a bonus, um, it, it, by uh, helping us, you'll get a chance to win a coaching session with Sabrina. We're going to do a, ra a random drawing uh, starting the next show and uh, where we're going to uh, award Sabrina's going to coach you and, and we will we'll read your question and Sabrina will, will address it on every show on top of uh, some of the great interviews uh, she, she's doing. Um, and um, I, th I think in, in closing also your idea to go to the website and search and, and to look at uh, and listen to other shows is key. And, and last but not least, um, what really helps us and helps other uh, people just like you find the show is if you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to the show, we really appreciate um, your five-star review. Share, you know, let us know. Um, that helps us. It helps get us ratings. It helps us get um, more listeners. And the more listeners uh, we have, the more we can help people. So any closing comments, Sabrina? I'm grateful for all the people that listen to this show. Thank you very much, and goodbye for now. Take care. Bye-bye. Did you like the show? If you did, I would really appreciate your help. I need more great reviews in iTunes or Stitcher.com. Every great review we get allows more women to discover the show and will help them succeed too. Please visit iTunes or Stitcher and subscribe to Women's Leadership Success Podcast. Also, I really appreciate you sharing my show with your friends and associates. And thanks for listening. Thank you for joining your host, Sabrina Brahm, on another Women's Leadership Podcast. If you have questions or comments, you can email her at sabrina at sabrinabrahm.com. Since 1989, Sabrina and her team have helped hundreds of women managers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs with valuable trainings, articles, books, and executive coaching. For additional tips, interviews, and free access to Great Leaders Today mini-course, visit www.womensleadershipsuccess.com.